need to be disciplined. <laughs> you must beat them into submission. <laughs> it's 8.23 a.m. Saturday, March the 17th, 2018. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the wee bit of Diane show. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just thought I'd throw in a little, you know. <laughs> what you call it? Mm. Oh, yeah. It's, uh... You're wearing green, too. I knew that. <laughs> what do you think? I just, you know... I don't think I am. I think I may have a little... Hey, I'm pinching you. Is that I'm the deal? No, you get, I, I get to pinch you. There's no green in there. Pinch, pinch. <laughs> did you do that in your school? Yeah. You didn't wear green so they could pinch you? What the hell? Where did that come from? I don't know. And when we were little kids, we would do things so that, you know, like you'd have a little green flower on your underwear or something. You'd say, I have green flower in my underwear. Ah, now I get to pinch you back. Really? Yes. Okay. The sun's most. Mike and Chuck Sunsmo would dye their hair green. Really? Yeah, every year on St. Patty's Day. Oh my gosh. I know, it was quite exotic, especially because it was, I don't know what the hell they used. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, something you'd see today. It was very greasy and there'd be drips of green on their forehead and stuff. I don't know what they were using to dye their hair. It was something that washed out, obviously, but it was quite, you know, it was exotic. I mean, they, they, they ruled. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. <laughs> Maybe they took some brill cream and added yeah, ham and eggs. green no, color dye. I, I think something. their parents were involved. I mean, this was grade school, so I don't think it was something that that they were in charge of. Themselves. Did it wash up for yeah. the next day? Yeah, it was I'm all sure. gone the next day. Yeah, I don't recall there being residual. So. That's some commitment there. I, I didn't know that Sunsmo was a, an Irish name, but maybe it is. I don't know. Sunsmo? That does Sunsmo. not sound... S-U-N-D-S-M-O. Sunsmo. I don't know what that sounds like. They were nice guys. I like them. They had a little brother, too. Ah, uh, the things that come up to your mind. Dad's you... name was Kyle. Kyle Sunsmo, I think. He was in the Cub Scouts. In the Weeblos, uh... When I was a Cub Scout and Chuck Sunsmo was a Weeblo, we had an arm wrestling contest in our in Pac-24, and I beat Chuck Sunsmo, even though I was a couple of years younger than him. You've got innate power. Oh yeah, God, I was Mister Mister Beefcake in those days. I was. <laughs> <laughs> this was in fifth grade or something like that. Yeah, I was. I was cut in those days. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was as surprised as anybody. I had no idea. But what are you gonna do? So, been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, as per usual. Over to you, Jet. Oh no! Come on, you're the one with the <laughs> let's life. Let's see. Let's see what happened this week. Actually, it was a fairly quiet week, wasn't it? It was a fairly quiet week. But still, hectic, hectic, but quiet. No, you had the you had the life. This I had week. the life. You what went I, down to Tacoma. I went to the FAB meeting on Tuesday, which was great. I really enjoy that. It is so fun for several reasons. FAB is a, my friend Tim, in case you haven't heard, uh, put together a group of Beatles fanatics. And so the group is fanatical about the Beatles, or FAB. 
as uh, he calls it. And every, it's a quarterly gathering. And let's see, there's, I think there's like 15 people in the group. Usually there's about seven or eight at any given meeting. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. It's fun to learn the minutiae about the Beatles because I was never as into the Beatles as Tim was growing up. But I always was aware of how into the Beatles Tim was. And I always respected that and admired that in him. Um, and now he's able to, kind of like you at your job, he's sharing his knowledge. Plus everybody else in the room is knowledgeable too. So I just get to sit there and be the sponge and soak it all up and just kind of revel in their, in their passion. And you get to be the audience member. Yeah, and it's outside. It's really uh, outside my wheelhouse in terms of what I'm dealing with day to day, month to month, you know, and stuff like that. So it's just a refreshing kind of thing. Plus, they're all funny and friendly, and they've known each other for years. And you know, Tim's brother-in-law Adam is is one of the people in the group, and I've always liked Adam. He's a great guy. A couple of the members of Tim's. Uh, Beatles cover band that Tim is a drummer in a Beatles cover band called Shabby Road and a couple of those people are in this group also and they're very nice people and there's a woman in there who used to be a reporter for the Tacoma News Tribune and is kind of a freelance uh, journalist now and I don't know these are these are you know reputable people and PLU professors and you know writers and you know thinkers and uh but they all have, they all share this passion for the Beatles and they've all been following it. They're all in our age or older and so they've been following this for as long as Tim has. And everybody's got their little two cents to add in about the little details and stuff like that. And Tim's always got a bunch of videos and, you know, we're listening to alternate mixes of things and the, here's the first version of Strawberry Fields and here's what it ended up like and, you know, here's, you know, like, here's across the universe the way John first played it with just an acoustic guitar and here's the way it ended up after you know Phil Spector got a hold of it and you know just that kind of stuff so that was fun that's on Tuesday yeah I I didn't really have as much going on this week except uh, my enjoyment in my job which has continued and and uh, and I feel really happy about that during this time of life, because I have so many friends who are either so tired on their jobs that they're just waiting for retirement, or they are retiring. And it makes me feel like, what a a wonderful place to be that I actually got this, it feels like a little supercharge at the end of my uh, working life to be working in a new job that, that calls upon all of the skills and knowledge and stuff that you've accumulated over yeah. 30 years at the U. I mean, I mean yeah, how I could know. how could that be any more perfect? I keep thinking you couldn't have designed a better kind of swan song for yourself. Yeah, it's And it's been a lovely. slow rolling swan song, and you can kind of stretch it out for as long. It's like you've you've got all the, you know, you're a whole, you're holding on to the reins, and you can go as far as you want, and you know, do whatever. Yeah, but the whole time you're you're kind of an invaluable. Uh, commodity. Yeah, I was saying yesterday to Bill, but I'll tell you. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Who? Them. Oh, them. You boy. Okay. That's good coffee. That I I feel like it's a a pretty special place to be where you're... uh, When I first started this job, I was 
thinking, well, you know, it's all about computers and software and um, what if I don't learn it as quickly as the younger colleagues that I have and what if I become a burden in this in this situation but in fact that has not proved out to be the case so right and unlike all those other jobs you've had wherein you become a burden (laughs) well people have had to kind of kind of trying to kind of usher you towards the door subtly (laughs) you know with kindness and understanding but still an acknowledgement of your deficiencies as I've grown older I've I've thought that one of the great gifts in life is to have a curious mind and not to get too uh, placed in any, in any one thing. Because I think that that has been what has served me well in, the, uh, in this whole transition is that I'm just curious about, well, what, what happens when I do this and what happens when I do that? And uh, I've always felt that that was the way I learned the computers. I was never afraid of uh, the computers once they first started venturing out into the personal computer world. I wasn't afraid of learning it. I think a lot of people were much more tentative about, well, I don't know what will happen when I do this. What if I mess something up? Yeah, what if I blow up the computer? I used to hear that a lot. But I always felt like, well... You can always take back your action, so you can just try it, and if it doesn't work, then you go backwards, you know. The number of times I've used, you know, like eight or nine or ten levels of undo to get back to something where I've gone taken a wrong turn and and, uh, ended up somewhere I didn't want to be, just start undo, undo, undo. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And get back to where, oh yeah, okay, so I knew what I was doing when I was at this place, so let's try something else. But, it, but I think one of the things about computers that people didn't connect with is that they're made for that kind of thing. Yeah. And it's, if you screw it up, it's because the, the program wasn't intuitive enough, it led you the wrong way or something like that. You know, it's like computers are supposed to be make things easier, so why are we afraid of them? But I also find that curiosity has helped me through other things in my life, too. Just getting to know people or... Uh, I don't know. I think it's a great gift to be given in your life is just to be curious. And I also think that that's one of the reasons that makes me a good audience member, too. Yes. Yeah. I think you've been very fortunate. I mean, you know, you, had, you know, you, your job has not always been as sweet as it is. Oh, no, it is not. But I think you've earned the sweetness. You've earned the sweetness that you've got now, and it's, uh, it's nice that that's happening. Because I think I, a lot of people... Are, you know, by the time they get to our age, they they feel like they're kind of just kind of slogging their way to the finish line, and you know, I just want to make it. Uh, you know, it's like they they feel like their energy is flagging, and uh, you know they start to get paranoid about how other people are seeing them on the job and stuff like that. And it's just it's just not a great place to be. It's it's, it's a very it was an unexpected. Uh, last chapter of my career, I think. So. Yeah, the end of my working life was much more tragic. <laughs> yeah, well, it because is. I was sitting there, realizing, you know, day after day that I was not able to do things I used to be able to do. Yeah, and it was like. Eh. Yeah, but that was not from age. That was from well, illness. Whatever. It was a 
still not a very good feeling to have. No. Especially when, you know, I still didn't feel like I'd really achieved mastery at what I was doing, but I had been able to track my improvement, and as had other people. And, uh, but it was a fairly quick exit. Well, and it wasn't your chosen job by any means. And I think that it led you to what your chosen job is, to be able to just be a songwriter mm-hmm. and perform. Because you have, I believe, and so many people have told me, that you are better than you ever have been uh. at this point. And I think that's a lot because you work at it every single day now in a very dedicated way so I think that's a wonderful thing well there you go so you're having a sweet chapter of your working life too indeed indeed well tonight we're going to go to a concert by Dervish the group called Dervish it's an odd name for an Irish band it is an odd name but it's applicable I mean, there's something about Irish music that is kind of dervish-like, I think, to a point. That's the stuff that I really like, the the jigs and the reels and the, you know, the real foot-stomper stuff. Yeah, me too. And it's got I was a, telling Bill while we were listening. circular kind of motion. As, as long as the tunes start making me move my head around, then I'd be like, oh, I like this song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, uh, I got these tickets... Back in October, right? Right, for, your birthday. for my birthday. And, you know, I, I have to admit that when I bought the tickets, uh, I wasn't aware that it was St. Patrick's Day. That we were gonna, shortly thereafter, though, I realized, oh, that's St. Patrick's Day. Perfect. That'll be good. Well, it kind of it makes sense that they'd have Dervish performing uh, on St. Patrick's Day. So, and we're in the front row. We are? Yeah. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Sure, I told you. Gosh, well, it's been so long since I... So we're probably going to get spit on. And stuff. No, we won't get spit on. But I that think. is going to be fun. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Well, it I... made me think how interesting it is that one of my favorite genres of music yeah. is this genre of music I never heard when I was a kid, you know? And I was trying to trace back when I first heard anything of that nature, and I think it was Magical Strings. I think that that was why I fell in love with Magical Strings. What about the Irish Rovers? I don't think I ever heard the Irish Rovers. Because in my family it was more... uh, our, Our listening was more classical. We listened to a lot of classical music. And my parents listened to various groups from their day right. uh, particularly Nat King Cole and which was wonderful yeah and Tennessee Ernie Ford no they didn't oh man not that uh, well, you guys he, really missed out yeah well we didn't we <laughs> we had sort of a refined musical experience when yes. we were kids and then uh, so I didn't really hear any of this until uh, I think that Magical Strings, and I think that's why I was so drawn to that album when I got it. I got the Magical Strings album because it was ju- I was looking for a Jim Page album during the time that I was discovering the local music. And in the bin, they had this local musicians grouping, and Magical Strings was uh, in there. And I was thinking, wow, that 
that looks really interesting. It just looked interesting. Mm -hmm. So I picked that one up too and absolutely fell in love with that music. So I think that I trace it back to that. But then when we were in Victory Music, in the golden years of Victory Music in the oh, 1980s. The, the golden years. The golden years. Well, even Chris calls uh, it the golden years. Yeah. Uh, there were many people who were introducing the Celtic music to the groups. That's true. And then, of course, Cat served as my, <laughs> as my conduit to all good Irish music and, and Scottish music, all music from that that genre and jams o'donnell in the irish notes so yeah i had a a few people who were turning me on to to all the best groups it's a big world of music it's a big world of music the celtic uh it's got a lot of different kinds of sounds to it it does but i find that uh, it just attracts me and it does not attract everyone uh, some people find it to be too um, too repetitive or whatever, and I, I don't know. It just really stirs something within me. So, so it was a very wonderful birthday gift for you to give to me, even though it was a long time ago. Yeah, but. well, I, you know, I'd never heard of Dervish when I saw the the advertisement, and I thought, well, we'll just take a take a flyer here. You know, Why like, not? It's Irish music. It's bound to have some kind of stomp to it. And I like some kind of stomp. And we do love the venue that we're yes, seeing. Yes, yes. The only complaint I've ever had about the Edmonds Center for the Arts is there's not enough leg room. But in the first row. But in the first row, there's plenty of room for us to have our... <laughs> I can manspread. I can stomp my feet. I can, you know, do whatever is necessary to stay comfortable and keep time with the music. I'm going to bring a, some pots and pans and a couple of garbage cans to kind of, you know, so that I can kind of play along, jam with the exactly. band. Exactly. You know? Yeah. A couple of five-gallon buckets, you know, and stuff like that. To kinda, and a bunch of hammers and chisels and uh, some drills and uh, maybe like a table saw. <laughs> and, uh, it'll be good. So guess what music we're playing today? What? We're playing a little dervish. Oh, a little dervish. A little dervish. And maybe, I don't know whether there are any tickets left. Maybe if anyone is in the area and gets interested, they could come out. Well, that's entirely possible. I don't know either what the status of the tickets are. Yeah. But anyway, a happy St. Patty's Day to everyone. Stomp your feet. And make sure you don't get pinched. Bingo. <laughs> 